नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय श्रीमद भागवतम चैप्टर वन टेक्स्ट नंबर वन ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय जन्मादयादितरत चाथेस्वराने ब्रह्मदाय आदिकव मुह्यंते तेजो वारी मृदा यथा विनिमय यीसर्गो मृषा धामना स्वेन सदा निरस्तकुहक सत्यम परम धीमहि सो दिस वर्स इज स्टार्टिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद भागवतम नंबर वन नंबर टू एंड नंबर थ्री दीज थ्री वर्सेस एवरी डिवोटी शुड ट्राई टू रिसाइट रिमेंबर देम बाय प्रैक्टिसिंग एवरी डे यू कैन रिमेंबर दीज थ्री वर्सेस because these three verses are the most important verses in shrimad bhagavatam they are considered the foundational sambandha abhidaya and prayojana verses so uh, there is lot of discussion on these three verses by the different acharyas in our guru parampara and also by shrila prabhupad he has written very long purports also in these verses so from that we can calculate <clears throat> how important are these verses so we will try to touch upon it a little bit today as much as the time allows us and also uh, the introduction part as much as uh, we can go proceed further on the introduction so uh, would like would you like to recite uh, uh, anybody i'll i'll read once more om namo bhagavate vasudevaya janmadasya yaton vayaditaratas चाथेस्वराने ब्रह्मदाय आदिकव मुह्यूरय तेजो वारी मृदा यथा विनिमय यीसर्गो मृषा धामना स्वेन सदा निरास्तकुहक सत्यम परम धीमहि धीमहीबडी लाइक टू रिसाइड नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय जन्मादस्य 
ಜನ್ಮಾಸ್ಯಾಧಿತರಸ್ಮಾರಿಕವಯಂತಿಯೂರಯ ತೇಜೋವಾರೆ ಮೃದಾಮ್ಯಥಿಮಯೋತ್ರಿಸರ್ಗೋ ಮೃಷ ತಾಂನ ಸದಾ ನಿರಸ್ತಕುಹಕ ಸತ್ಯಂ ಪರಂ ಧೀಮಹಿ ಓಂ Oh my lord namaha offering my obeisances bhagavate unto the personality of godhead vasudevaya unto vasudev the son of vasudeva unto vasudeva oh or lord shri krishna the primeval lord janma adi creation sustenance and destruction asya of the manifested universes yataha from whom anvayat directly itara indirectly cha and artheshu purpose abhigya fully cognizant swarat fully independent tene imparted brahma the vedic knowledge hrida consciousness of the heart yah one who adi kavaye unto the original created being muhyanti are illusioned yat about whom surayah great sages and demigods tejah fire vari water mridam earth yatha as much as vinimayaha action and reaction yatra whereupon tri sargaha three modes of creation creative faculties amrisha almost factual <coughs> dhamna along with all transcendental paraphernalia swena self sufficient sada always nirasta negation by absence kuhakam illusion satyam truth param absolute dhimahi i do meditate upon so the whole verse is important but uh, specifically the om namo bhagavate vasudevaya is the most important line and the last line satyam param dhimahi i meditate upon you vasudev my dear lord i meditate upon you and then there is in between matter uh, in these lines so i'll read the translation oh my lord shri krishna son of vasudeva oh all pervading personality of godhead i offer my respectful obeisances unto you i meditate upon lord shri krishna 
because he is the absolute truth and the primeval cause of all causes of creation, sustenance, and destruction of the manifested universes. He is directly and indirectly conscious of all manifestations and he is independent because there is no other cause beyond him. It is he only who first imparted the Vedic knowledge unto the heart of Brahmaji, the original living being. By him, even the great sages and demigods are placed into illusion, as one is bewildered by the illusory representations of water seen in fire or land seen on water. Only because of him do the material universes temporarily manifested by the reactions of the three modes of nature appear factual, although they are unreal. I therefore meditate upon him, Lord Sri Krishna, who is eternally existent in the transcendental abode, <clears throat> which is forever free from the illusory representations of the material world. I meditate upon him for he is the absolute truth. So please repeat this verse. Translation. O my Lord Sri Krishna, Son of Vasudeva, O all-pervading personality of Godhead, I offer my respectful obeisance unto you. I meditate upon Lord Sri Krishna because he is the absolute truth and the primeval cause of all causes of creation, sustenance and destructions of the manifested universes is directly and indirectly conscious of all manifestations and he is independent because there is no other cause beyond him. It is he only who first imparted the Vedic knowledge unto the heart of Brahmaji, the original living being. By him even the great sages and demigods are placed into illusion as one is bewildered by the illusory representations, water seen in fire or land seen on water, only because of him, to the material universes, temporarily manifested by the reactions of the three modes of nature, appear factual. Although they are unreal, I therefore meditate upon him. Lord Shri Krishna, who is eternally existent in the transcendental abode, which is forever free from the illusory representations of the material world, I meditate upon him, for he is the absolute truth. So how many times we see here in this verse that he is the absolute truth. This is the most important part of the Vedic knowledge. The most secret, confidential part of the the whole Vedas, Upanishads, Brahma Sutra, everything. That he is the supreme Original Supreme Absolute Truth, Satyam Param Dimahi. And my only duty, my only work is to meditate upon Him. That's the only purpose of my life. Human form of life means to meditate upon Lord Sri Krishna. So how we can achieve this goal, that is the subject matter of Srimad Bhagavatam. So, we will go step by step. First, we will read part of the introduction today. And then we will have the discussion and you can have your contribution 
for this verse and for the introduction because it is the most important part to understand if we want to get full benefit of the Srimad Bhagavatam then uh, we must pay attention to what Srila Prabhupada is saying in introduction. So I'll read it. The conception of God and the conception of absolute truth are not on the same level. God and absolute truth are not same. Although they are like synonyms. They look similar. When you say God, you may feel like uh, we're talking about absolute truth. But Prabhupada says in the first line, not the same. There's slight difference. The Srimad Bhagavatam hints on the target of the absolute truth. The conception of God indica- indicates the controller. Whereas the conception of absolute truth indicates Samam Bonam or the ultimate source of all energies. So the God has a limited kind of connotation, some uh, understanding that there is a controller, etc. I do not know exactly what uh, God means in Christianity. Maybe in our discussion, somebody can enlighten me. Prabhu, you can, if you have some understanding of the Christian uh, Bible, etc. So, there are different concepts in different books of religion uh, uh, about God. And different names are given also. But Prabhupada is making it clear that nobody has come up with a perfect definition that is given here in the in the first verse and then the verses going forward in Srimad Bhagavatam. Because Srimad Bhagavatam is directly the explanation of the Brahma Sutras where uh, uh, God or the Supreme Absolute Truth is completely uh, very well defined perfect uh, understanding of the Supreme Absolute Truth uh, is first given in the Brahma Sutra and then the same author has given the explanation of this Brahma Sutra that is called Srimad Bhagavatam. So uh, we want to understand this uh, explanation that is given by the author, the original author of Brahma Sutra and who is the same author of Srimad Bhagavatam. What he means when he says Supreme Absolute Truth, that is being explained here by Srila Prabhupada, uh, right in the uh, beginning, that is different from the word God. Uh, he is the Samam Bonam of all the ultimate source of all energies. There is no difference of opinion about the personal feature of God as the controller, because the controller cannot be impersonal. Of course, modern government, especially democratic government, is impersonal to some extent, but ultimately, the chief executive head is a person. And the impersonal feature of government is subordinate to the personal feature. So without a doubt, whenever we refer to control over others, we must admit the existence of a personal feature, because there are different controllers for different managerial positions. There may be many small gods. According to the Bhagavad Gita, any controller who has some specific extraordinary power is called a vibhuti matsatva or controller empowered by the Lord. There are many vibhuti matsatva controllers or gods with various specific powers. But the absolute truth is one without a second. This Srimad Bhagavatam designates the absolute truth or the Samam Bonam as the Param Satyam. So, in the first paragraph, Prabhupada is making it clear that the absolute truth, supreme absolute truth, he is the only one. There is nobody equal to him, nobody superior. And he is a person. He is not impersonal. And he has, like Prabhupada gives the example of government, government has one person who is the head of the government. He may be the king, he may be the president, he may be prime minister, whatever. And then he has different departmental officers, different heads of departments working under him. So these 
departmental heads, you cannot say they are equal to the Supreme. No. They are all servants of the Supreme. So the uh, demigods and, and the Supreme Personality. That's the... Uh, Prabhupada is explaining here the first concept that Supreme Absolute Truth is a person and people are working under him. The author of Srimad Bhagavatam, Srila Vyasadeva, first offers his respectful obeisance unto the Param Satyam, Absolute Truth. And because the Param Satyam is the ultimate source of all energies, the Param Satyam is the Supreme Person. The gods or the controllers are undoubtedly persons, but the Param Satyam from whom the gods derive powers of control is the Supreme Person. The Sanskrit word Ishwara, controller, conveys the import of God, but the Supreme Person is called the Param Ishwara or the Supreme Ishwara. The Supreme Person or Param Ishwara is the Supreme Conscious Personality. And because he does not derive any power from any other source, he is supremely independent. In the Vedic literatures, Brahma is described as the supreme god or the head of all other gods like Indra, Chandra, Varuna, etc. But the Srimad Bhagavatam confirms that even Brahma is not independent as far as his power and knowledge are concerned. He received knowledge in the form of Vedas from the supreme person who resides within the heart of every living being, that Supreme Personality knows everything directly and indirectly. Individual infinitesimal persons who are parts and parcels of the Supreme Personality may know directly and indirectly everything about their bodies or external features, but the Supreme Personality knows everything about both his external and internal features. So, here in this paragraph, Prabhupada is explaining that, again, the same point he is repeating to emphasize that this Supreme Person is a, this Supreme Absolute Truth, he is a person. We should never forget this fact. When we study Srimad Bhagavatam Bhagavad Gita, then we must understand that the discussion is about a person. It's not some impersonal. There's no discussion about any impersonal thing. No, impersonal may be effect. His effect may be there. The cause and effect is also discussed in this first verse. But uh, this is the cause of all causes. The, this person, he is the cause of everybody and everything. So, uh, as long as we can remember that we are talking about a person, the Supreme Person, then we are on the right course. And how we can achieve that mentality that we will also have discussion, but this is the most important point that Prabhupada is emphasizing again, that Bhagavatam is talking about Supreme Absolute Truth, that means the Supreme Personality. And the next one is that he is Swarat, he is completely independent, he can do whatever he wants. There's no restriction on him. There's no binding on him. Nobody can tell him what to do. He can do whatever he wants to do. And he has all the energies under his control. He is the owner of all the energies. And they are all working according to his desire. So therefore he's called Swarat. He just has to desire something. And his energies are ready to execute his order. So... Uh, that is the, uh, and then Lord Brahma's position, even though some people in Vedic literature, there may be descriptions about Brahma being the supreme, etc., because he is about the Varuna, Indra, Chandra, Vayu, etc., the other demigods. He's at the top of the ladder. Uh, Brahma Loka is the uh, higher topmost planet in the whole universe. So people may be confused. So there, that is made clear over here that just because he is on the top of the universe, he is not. He is not on top of all the universes. He is not on top of the whole material world, and what to speak of the whole spiritual world. So, considering the whole material world, there are millions of brahmas like him. 
So no, but no Brahma can say that I am that I am the supreme God, because there are millions of Brahmas like him, and our Brahma, by chance, he is only four-headed, and there are ten-headed, hundred-headed Brahmas in other universes, many, many big, big Brahmas with big, big powers. But all these powers to all these demigods are given by only one person. That is the Swarat. That is the fully independent God, Sri Krishna. So that is being addressed here in this paragraph to understand difference between the demigod and the supreme personality. Then <clears throat> the words Janmadi Asya suggest that the source of all production, maintenance, and destruction is the same supreme conscious person. Even in our present experience, we can know that nothing is generated from inert matter, but inert matter can be generated from the living entity. For instance, by contact with a living entity, the material body develops into a working machine. Man with a poor fund of knowledge mistake the bodily machine to be the living being. But the fact is that the living being is the basis of the bodily machine. The bodily machine is useless as soon as the living spark is away from it. Similarly, the original source of all material energy is the Supreme Person. This fact is expressed in all the Vedic literatures and all the exponents of spiritual science have accepted this truth. The living force is called Brahman and the, one of the great Acharyas, namely Sri Pashankaracharya, has preached that Brahman is substance whereas the cosmic world is category. The original source of all energies is the living force and he is logically accepted as the Supreme Person. He is therefore conscious of everything past, present and future and also of each and every corner of his manifestation, both material and spiritual. An imperfect living being does not even know what is happening within his own personal body. He eats his food but does not know how this food is transformed into energy or how it sustains his body. When a living being is perfect, he is aware of everything that happens, and since the Supreme Person is all perfect, it is quite natural that he knows everything in all detail. Consequently, the perfect personality is addressed in Srimad Bhagavatam as Vasudeva, or one who lives everywhere in full consciousness and in full possession of his complete energy. All of this is clearly explained in Srimad Bhagavatam and the reader has ample opportunity to study this critically. So now there is a critical analysis study required to understand the details. Janmadi Asya. This is the first line of the first verse. Janmadi Asya Yataha. That Prabhupada is explaining here. That because he is the Supreme Personality, everything is coming from him and he is maintained by everybody. But everybody does not know this. The maintainer and the, the Supreme Creator and the Maintainer, Sri Krishna, He knows everybody, He knows everything, He is conscious of everything, because He is the Supreme Consciousness. Nityo Nityanam Chetanas Chetananam. Eko Bahunam Yo Vidadhati Kaman. He is the only one who is the head of all the Eternals. And then Prabhupada says that we are all also part of him, so we are also eternal, we are also Brahman. We are not this material body, we are not this machine, the the machine made of these elements, uh, earth, water, fire, etc. But most of the people, you can say 99% of the people in this world, if you ask them, they'll say, I'm not the soul, I'm the machine, I'm the body. Uh, I have no idea about this soul business. I'm just my body. So that that is the uh, the cause of all the problems in life. As long as the person is glued in this idea that he is the body and he is not the soul. So where is the question of him even finding out about the supreme soul? and his relationship as a soul to the Supreme Soul. Nothing can happen unless and until, first of all, he comes out of this idea that he is the machine. He's not... So Prabhupada is making clear 
that this machine that you are given, you are just given for certain time to use it, but don't think that you are now, have, you have become the machine. No. Machine is just the machine. And you are the operator. So everybody has limitations in the material world. The conditioned soul uh, has this, uh, is caught up in these limitations. And how he can come out of these limitations, that is by this knowledge of Srimad Bhagavatam. So uh, we will go to the next paragraph. Maybe one or two more paragraphs, then we can have a discussion. In the modern age of Lord, uh, in the modern age, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu preached the Srimad Bhagavatam by practical demonstration. It is easier to penetrate into the topics of Srimad Bhagavatam through the medium of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's causeless mercy. Therefore, a short sketch of his life and precept is inserted herein to help the reader understand the real merit of Srimad Bhagavatam. If you want to understand Srimad Bhagavatam on your own, that means you are still under bewilderment. You are in illusion. Because it will be very difficult. 500 years ago, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came. So if you say, I don't want to take advantage of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I don't know who he is, I don't care. Srimad Bhagavatam, I'm a scholarly person, I can understand myself. No. Prabhupada says, it will be very difficult for you to understand. You have very limited capacity to understand this highest knowledge. So, <clears throat> therefore, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to make it very easy. So, he is the person Bhagavat. He studied and recited and heard Srimad Bhagavatam every day. He would tell his devotees, tell me something from Bhagavatam. I want to hear Srimad Bhagavatam. He would ask the devotees and devotees would very happily recite slokas of Srimad Bhagavatam to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This was his daily, every day, along with the other prayers and poetry that Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu relished. So he is the person Bhagavatam. So unless and until you get the causeless mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, how you going to understand Srimad Bhagavatam? is the most difficult subject matter to understand. And most of the people are misguided. We'll discuss it also, how people can be misguided, even in the study of Srimad Bhagavatam. So, Prabhupada says that the easiest and only way is to go through the medium of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's causeless mercy. Take advantage of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's causeless mercy, his life, his teachings, his devotees, his disciples, his grand disciples, his Guru Parampara, everybody. So when you take advantage of them, when you get their blessings, when you get the blessings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Panchatattva, etc., <coughs> Then Srimad Bhagavatam, you can understand very, very extremely easily. But if you try to understand on your own brain power, you can go on for a long time, lifetime after lifetime, uh, and scratch your brain. Nothing can happen. Very limited capacity we have as little sparks, spirit souls. So, we need a lot of help from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So that is the idea Prabhupada gives here. And then he says, then I'm going to tell you something about Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It is imperative that one learn the Srimad Bhagavatam from person Bhagavatam. This is the requirement. You must learn it from a person Bhagavatam. The person Bhagavatam is one whose very life is Srimad Bhagavatam in practice. Since... Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the absolute personality of Godhead. He is both Bhagavan and Bhagavatam in person and also in sound. See, this is the secret here. Prabhupada is revealing. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he is the supreme absolute truth himself. He is Krishna himself. And at the same time, he is also the person Bhagavata. He is the pure devotee. He is the rare combination 
of Bhagwan and Bhakta. So, uh, because he is this rare combination, and he is in person and he is in sound, he is present in his name also. When we say Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, or we say any of his name, Nimai Pandit, etc., there are many names of Lord Chaitanya also. When we say any of these names, then he is present in his name. Just like when we say Hare Krishna, then Radharani and Krishna are present. Similarly, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is present in his name. So this is the nature of the transcendence. Spiritual, on the spiritual platform, the name and the person, they are non-different. It's the same thing. Since Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the absolute, uh, therefore, his process of approaching Srimad Bhagavatam is practical for all people of the world. It was his wish that Srimad Bhagavatam be preached in every nook and corner of the world by those who happen to take birth in India. So Prabhupada is saying that if you are born in India, you must, your first duty is to go outside and preach this message of Srimad Bhagavatam that you have learned from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That is your First order of business. The Srimad Bhagavatam is a science of Krishna, the absolute personality of Godhead, of whom we have preliminary information from the text of Bhagavad Gita. So this is the science of Krishna uh, being discussed, absolute personality, and the, the first information we get in Bhagavad Gita. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has said that anyone, regardless of what he is who is well versed in science of Krishna, can become an authorized preacher or preceptor in the science of Krishna. So what is the qualification to become a preacher of Bhagavatam? That you must be well versed in the science of Krishna. You must know Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita. If you don't know any other from any other book, that is okay. But you cannot say, I don't know from Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam. No, you have to know. Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam thoroughly well-versed, so that you can be authorized preacher in the science of Krishna. There is a need for the science of Krishna in human society for the good of all you suffering humanity of the world, and we simply request the leaders of all nations to pick up this science of Krishna for their own good, for the good of society and for the good of all the world's people. So for the benefit of the whole world, for all the people, Prabhupada is saying that the leaders, they should take it up as a, an emergency, urgently. This uh, study, uh, uh, teaching and preaching and spreading uh, the message of Srimad Bhagavatam. Now the short sketch of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is the preacher of Srimad Bhagavatam. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the great apostle of love of God and father of the congregation chanting the holy name of the Lord, advented himself at Sridha Mayapur, quarter in the city of Navdeep, Bengal. Palgun Purnima evening in the year 1407, Shakabda, correspondingly February 1486 by the Christian calendar. So Prabhupada is now... Uh, giving the details about Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's advent and short summary of his life in the next pages, which we will also study consecutively, gradually, because it's <coughs> very important to learn. Uh, if we want to learn from Srimad Bhagavatam, we must know about the pers person Bhagavat, who is Lord Chaitanya himself. And then, all the gurus who are coming in the line of, uh, all the gurus who are coming in the line of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they are also person Bhagavata. So, first, first order of business is to know about uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as much as possible. If you want to understand something from Srimad Bhagavatam. If you say that I skip Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I'm skipping. I don't want to. My business is Srimad Bhagavatam. 
What Srimad Bhagavatam has to do with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Why you are bringing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in between? Then, that means, uh, you are not going to be successful. That is made clear by Srila Prabhupada right here. So now we will discuss again this very important part. Om Ajnana Timiranda Saganayana Shalakaya Takshurun Militam Yanatasmai Shri Guruve Namaha so, Srimad Bhagavatam is the rarest gift to the human society <clears throat> and specifically to the devotees, the devotees of Iskand, who are serious about uh, achieving the perfection or achieving success in their lives. Srimad Bhagavatam is the most important help that you can get. Why is that? Is that is being discussed here. And how you can actually take full benefit of Srimad Bhagavatam. Study of Srimad Bhagavatam, how you can achieve the full benefit. Uh, that is also discussed here. So Prabhupada is <clears throat> giving us very important guidelines. And the first verse that we have studied of Srimad Bhagavatam First character, first chapter, first verse. It starts with the same aphorism, with the same formula that Brahma Sutras are starting with. What is that starting? Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. My dear Lord Vasudev, you are son of Vasudev. You are a person. You are somebody's son. You have a father. But I know that you are the Supreme Personality of Godhead. You are the Supreme Absolute Truth. You are the original Supreme Absolute Truth. Vadanti tat tattva vidas tattvam yattat jnanam advayam. Brahmeti parmatmaiti bhagavaniti shabdate. You are the samam bonam. You are the Supreme Personality, uh, Bhagavan. You are full of all the opulences, 100%. And Paramatma is one feature of you, one avatar. Dakshero Dakshai Vishnu, he is coming from you also. So that is Paramatma. And Brahman, light is also your feature. The light is coming from you because your self-effulgent, your body, is not material elements. My body is made of material elements. Bhumi, Apona, Lovayu, earth, water, fire, air, ether, etc. Your body is not made of these material elements. Janma, Karma, Chumet, Divyam. Krishna says, my janma, my appearance is divya, divine. I have nothing to do with this material energy, maya devi, maya prakruti. That is my prakruti, that is my maya, external energy, mama maya duratya. Daivi esha gunamai mama maya duratya. This is mama maya, this is my material energy, but she cannot punish me. I am controlling this external maya devi, but my body is not made of Maya Devi. I don't take help from Maya Devi to make my body. No. He says, I come in my same form. I come in my original form and I am Aja, unborn. Avyayatma. I am eternal. I always exist in this form. In the spiritual world, in Golok Dham Vrindavan. Uh, and I come, whenever I want, I can come myself in my original form. Or I can send my avatar, I can send my incarnation. There are so many Vishnu incarnations. Advaitam achyutam anadim anantarupam adyam purana purusham navayavanam cha vedesh durlabam adurlabam atma bhakta govindam adi purusham tamam bhajami. So, even though Krishna, he is the Savam Bonam, he is the Supreme Absolute Truth, Advaitam. He is Asam Urdhva. There is nobody equal to him, there is nobody superior to him. He is the head of all. Still, Achyutam, he is infallible. Anantarupam, he takes so many forms. So many Vishnus are coming from, therefore he is also known as Ananta Vishnu. Adi Vishnu. He has names like that also. Krishna is described like that in the Vedic literature. Because even though he is the originally, the one supreme, original supreme personality, there are so many Vishnu forms also come from him. 
एंड अनंत रूपम आद्यम एंड ही इज द ओरिजिन ऑफ एवरीबॉडी द जीवस द कंडीशन सोल द लिबरेटेड सोल्स दल द एनर्जीज ऑल द अवतार्स द होल मटेरियल वर्ल्ड ऑल द मटेरियल प्लैनेट्स द स्पिरिचुअल वर्ल्ड द वैंकुंठ लोका गोलोकधाम एवरीथिंग इज कमिंग फ्रॉम हिम इज द ओरिजिन ऑफ एवरीबॉडी आद्यम पुराण पुरुषम and still he is navayavana man still he is eternally youthful young 16 year old boy playing with his covered boys in vrindavan in golokdham playing on his flute and, and he has his friends his family members he has his gopis he has his cows and he is enjoying his pastimes goloka even nivasati akhilatma bhuto and yet he is akhilatma bhuto he is also residing in everybody's heart as parmatma so this is the description of the supreme absolute truth that prabhupada is discussing here and then he says that uh, how he is so how krishna is so great then uh, why uh, how i can actually have anything to do with him i don't even know the prime minister of india or president of america if i want to meet mr trump or uh, for example mr modi in india it's like very difficult there would i mean there are there are millions of people in india there are over a billion people and how many people are there in america in usa uh, how many millions 200 the population of america is 300 million people so 3 out of 300 million people why would mr trump would want to even see me for a minute with uh, i have no business with you i don't even i don't know i don't care so what is the chance of seeing because <clears throat> above all the ministers and prime minister and president and kings of this earth planet then there are the superior demigods there's Chandra, Varun, Vayu, Agni, so many great personalities, officers of the universe. Above them there is Lord Brahma, he is on top of all the demigods. So much powerful these people are. And on top of them there are all the Vishnus and on top of all the Vishnus is Krishna and Balaram. So Krishna, I mean, what is the chance of even, you know, saying hello to Krishna? When I cannot even see the mayor of Dallas city easily. how i can even see krishna it's a conundrum it's it's like a very difficult proposal so here the solution is given in this first pages of bhagavatam by prabhupada so uh, he gives the example of a policeman that uh, we may not like to say that i have to follow anybody or i have to obey anyone but when we go uh, we're driving for example on the street we have to obey the traffic laws we have to obey the policeman if the policeman comes and he's and we see the red light coming the police car after our car are we supposed to stop by on the side and wait for the policeman to come to us or we keep on driving if we keep on driving like some people they decide I, i'm i'm not going to i don't care about this red light business they d- even drive faster and then you know some camera somebody is uh, making a video and they show this guy is running on the freeway 60 70 80 miles and the police car is chasing him and then there are two police cars three four five police cars are chasing this one fellow and he's just driving recklessly and finally he's caught after a few minutes some time then he's punished and he's taken to the jail why because he decided that he does not want to obey so everybody has to obey whether we like it or not we have to obey the police or the government we have to follow the government laws etc <clears throat> uh and uh, uh another thing is that everybody has to apply somewhere for a job 
or go to an office. And when you go apply for a job and office, you, you have to also, you have a boss there, you have somebody above you. So in life we see that everybody is working under somebody, whether he likes it or not. But what if you say that I want to obey the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Now I'm ready. <clears throat> Is there any difference? In Saudi Arabia, if you go, anybody goes from the anywhere in the world, you go to Saudi Arabia, and you may be a very rich man, very successful businessman, whatever you are, you go there, then the local, the native indigenous people, the Arab people, they look at you and they think, oh, another gulam has come. This is my gulam. Gulam means slave. This is my slave. He has come to my country. Anybody who is not a native indigenous Arab in Saudi Arabia, this is their mentality. This is what they have learned from their book, whatever book, the book that they are following. It is their tradition. That everybody else is our slave and we are their master. So, uh, even the women in, in uh, Saudi Arabia, all the women are considered as gulam, means slaves. It doesn't matter, they, they are born there or outside, doesn't matter. You are a woman, that means you are my slave. So, this uh, uh, slavery uh, is like bonded labor. They consider you as a bonded worker, as a labor class. So, this idea that uh, I have to work whether I like it or not, I have to work for you. And you know, uh, I think 200 years ago here in America also there was this, uh, uh, the, the uh, plantation owners, they brought some slaves from Africa and they were bonded labor, right? They were working uh, like that. So uh, somebody may say, I'm, now I'm going to the office, but he also has a bo boss. So... Lifetime after lifetime, we are put under this bonded labor. Who is doing this? This is the material energy, the Maya Devi. She is, she has captured us as a bonded slave. We are slave in the hand of Maya Devi. Whether we like it or not, the idea, but the fact remains that lifetime after lifetime we have to we may change the employment the owners the the bosses the businesses whatever we can change as much as we like we can try different ways but this bonded slavery of material energy and the punishment of threefold miseries that the material energy is giving us tap nobody can escape no one can say no i i i I, I can become the master of the material energy. No. So many people have tried, but they have failed also. So far, nobody has become successful. Therefore, Krishna says, Daiviyasha gunmai. Mama Maya Dura, you will not be able to overcome my material energy. She is very powerful. That is my energy. Even though I have more powerful energies, internal potencies, so many other energies are there. But you as a spirit soul... You can struggle yourself as much as you want, but the material energy will always overcome and punish you more. So, this bonded labor or the slavery by the material energy of the conditioned soul, how he can find the solution out of it? Because if you go to jail, prison house, every prisoner, he... He has one desire to come out of the prison. He doesn't like to be in the prison. Now, there's two ways. Some prisoners are thinking, I can dig a hole and a tunnel and 
or jump the fence and escape the prison. That's his idea. And the other prisoner, he is thinking that if I behave good, I make a good example, maybe they'll release me early. I'll get early parole or something. I can get some uh, mercy from the government. <clears throat> so, uh, similarly, in the material world, everybody is captured by the material energy. The spirit soul has now the choice what he wants to do. So here the choice is given in the first sentence. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. My dear Lord Vasudev, Krishna, I have tried so many ways uh, to become successful, to become happy in this world. So far, I am still looking for happiness. I haven't found it. Why? Krishna says, you are looking for happiness in the wrong place. First of all, Dukalam or Shashwadam. This place is not the place of happiness. This is a place of misery that you have come to. You have come to a wrong destination. Supposing if you go to a wrong address, now you want to find the right address. Supposing you are lost in the forest, somewhere in the deep forest, you are lost. How do you get out of the forest? If you don't know the address, the right address, then there's no chance, first of all. You have to know where you want to go. What is your home address or what is your right address? Then secondly, you have to have a GPS system, right? If you have a GPS system and if you have a map, then you can figure it out that, okay, here is the GPS is showing that I am in this part of this part of the world and this is my home address. And then the GPS, the Google people, they draw a line for you that this is how you go. Then you will be out uh, of this area and you will reach your destination, your home. They, they guide you. So similarly... If you have come to this material world and now you have to go to home, to your uh, home address, then you need the GPS system of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam is giving you a guided, very nice guide, step by step, how you can reach your place of happiness from the place of unhappiness, from Dukhalayam to Sukhalayam. How you can achieve that that is being described here. So, uh, in, in the verse here, Janmadhyasyayataha, <clears throat> the first thing to understand is that Krishna is the original Supreme and everything is coming from Him. Aham sarvasya prabho matta sarvam pravartate. I am origin of everything and everybody and I am maintaining everybody. That is his statement and Bhagavatam throughout repeating this statement by different great authorities like Brahma, Shiva and all the great personalities. Vyas, Dev, Narad, Muni, everybody is saying with one voice that yes, Krishna he is the one. He is the only one who can solve your problem. There is nobody else. So, Janmadi uh, and he is fully independent. He knows directly and indirectly what is going on in your mind, in your consciousness, what your plans are. Everything he knows very well. And he is, make, he is making some arrangement for you so you can solve your problems. Now it's up to you if you want to co cooperate with him or you want to do something on your own. That's your decision. Krishna gives the, always keeps that option open. He even to Arjuna in Bhagavad Gita, he says, I have told you everything, now you can do whatever you want. You can follow my instruction or you can just go to forest and do whatever you like, it's up to you. So Arjuna said, no, now I understand. That was my mistake of idea to go to forest. I know now exactly, you're running the whole show and I just have to become your instrument and follow your instruction. So Arjun agreed with Krishna's proposal and he took the voluntary uh, uh, decision on his own to surrender to Krishna. So Krishna always gives that option. So Prabhupada is saying that 
you can take the option to surrender to so many bosses life after life surrender to maya devi life after life she keeps on punishing you and you don't want to learn your lesson that's also one option or you simply say om namo bhagavate vasudevaya my dear lord vasudev i completely surrender to you i'm your eternal servant i only want to serve you i want to love you i want to reciprocate so many nice things you are giving me i want to be grateful to you i want to be a lover of you so i want to learn it from lord chaitanya mahaprabhu how i can love you so this is the this is the definition of devotee he wants to take full advantage of the facility given by shri chaitanya mahaprabhu uh, that is being discussed here that krishna's divinity his supremacy our divinity and even though we are part and parcel we are small fragmental part we have an eternal relationship a loving relationship with krishna even though he is the greatest he is so great how great he is that is the most important thing to understand shrimad bhagavatam is spending 1 to 9 cantos just to explain this fact how great krishna is that through his different uh, incarnations different examples of his devotees etc and also the obstacles that you may come across in your life when you're pursuing your goals your spiritual goals your sadhana what kind of problems you will run into and how you will solve those problems that different examples of great devotees how they solve their problems are given in these nine cantos of shrimad bhagavatam so you are able to make progress thoroughly and completely step by step nicely one after another solve your problems as the obstacles as the challenges come in life you learn from shrimad bhagavatam how to solve your problem so that is the practical gyana and vigyana supreme knowledge and supreme vigyana applied knowledge that is shrimad bhagavatam it is not just the supreme knowledge the supreme gyana but it also the applied knowledge the day to day problems the functional problems in your sadhana in your devotional practices how you can solve them that is also taught in shrimad bhagavatam by the examples of great uh, personalities great devotees so this is all discussion from canto 1 to 9 by the time you study the canto 9 you have perfect perfected yourself as a devotee you know that you are eternal devotee of krishna and now you can understand about krishna's personality about krishna's personal life his choices his liking his dislikes etc so uh, this is the subject matter uh, that is being discussed here and how one can come out of this desert like uh just like in the desert the animal is thirsty running around for water running and running and he sees the mirage he sees the water a nice lake but there is no lake it's only the reflection of sun rays in the sand and the sand is looking like lake so he keeps on running in search of water similarly the living entity is running life after life in this desert like material world in search of happiness where there is no happiness and he is always frustrated always disappointed so uh, to come out of this illusory energy trisargomrshat damna svena sada nirastakuhakam to reach the spiritual abode of krishna golokdam vrindavan this map is given that is the shrimad bhagavatam and this bhagavatam can only be learned by uh, taking shelter of sri chaitanya mahaprabhu's lotus feet taking shelter of the devotees of sri chaitanya mahaprabhu guru parampara and learning from the person bhagavat shrimad bhagavatam cannot be learned from the professional bhagavat sapta people somebody can say i am listening to bhagavat every day i go to bhagavat sapta the professional guy is talking bhagavat no that is not the real bhagavat you may get little benefit yes but you cannot get 
much benefit out of listening to professional people. You have to go to uh, Bhagwat, the pure devotee Bhagwat, the uh, devotee who is a personification of Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, he is practicing perfectly Srimad Bhagavatam. He is a perfect devotee of Lord Sri Krishna. He has understood and he is practicing in his life how to serve Krishna with love. He can only teach you from Srimad Bhagavatam how to love Krishna because he is the follower of Guru Parampara, he is the follower of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the original teacher of Srimad Bhagavatam. So we learn from the life of Srimad Bhagavatam, from teachings of the life of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the teachings of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, how to study and understand Srimad Bhagavatam. So I'll stop here. Thank you very much. Anybody has anything to uh, say more on this topic of uh, how to understand Srimad Bhagavatam? How to study Srimad Bhagavatam, how to practice Srimad Bhagavatam, that is being taught here by Srila Prabhupada in the introduction part. So next time we will be, next time we will be uh, going forward with the rest of the introduction where uh, the life of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is summarized by Srila Prabhupada. Thank you very much again. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada ki. Srimad Bhagavatam ki. Jai. Hare Krishna.